Hey guys, and welcome to the Abundance Alchemist podcast. I'm Caitlin Dorsey, an Abundance Alchemist, animal lover, trauma survivor to thriver, mindset expert, self-love junkie, and author. This is the place to be to grab those powerful tools, ideas, and inspiration to make lasting changes in yourself and your life. No more waiting, my friends, because it's time to show up unapologetically, radiate that confidence, and create a life you absolutely love. Time to buckle up and dive on in. Hello, my high vibing friends. I am so excited you guys are here and as always have an amazing guest to introduce to you today. Today, we're going to be talking to Rhea Sokol. So Rhea is a critically acclaimed artist, international speaker, mindset mentor, and tantric coach. She has spent years working with folks who feel pigeonholed by societal labels to live lives full of abundance. As a young adult, she worked in the entertainment industry, but found herself drawn to the world of energy and mysticism. When she was diagnosed with depression, she took it as an excuse to abandon the stage and explore that reality. Rhea is a firm believer in the positive power of changing one's subconscious. She has gained widespread recognition for her poem, Thank You Coronavirus, which has been translated into dozens of languages and has received awards at various international festivals. With her unique approach to human existence, she is revolutionizing communities and making an impact in the world. So welcome, Rhea. Oh my God, what an introduction. <laughs> how lovely. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm excited to chat with you today. Um, so I'd love to start by just knowing a little bit more about how you got to the work you're doing today. Perfect. So I would start with being sick. I was six and I I got on the stage. I was traveling the world. I was dancing and singing and I was experiencing bliss on the stage. And I was experiencing being so um, fulfilled with seeing people happy as they watch me performing. Mm. And as I look back now, I must, I think I literally, it's almost like I got so enthusiastic about that, about that co-creation or condition, even I would say that it's, it's with me until now. Like when I'm on a stage and I love seeing, even if it's like thousands of people, I love looking in people's eyes. And when I'm speaking and something clicks and I see the sparkle, it's almost like this bliss again and this whole like wow this is why I'm doing what I'm doing so whether I was dancing or singing or speaking it's it's always the same experience and as I was older and I got into uh, entertainment business as you said I I there, there was a very strong um like being public person there was a strong uh, an intense experience of being visible and seen and judged. Mm. So, and judged in, a, you know, so many ways, <laughs> in a good ways, in a bad ways, in a like, you know, rational way and also very brutal way. So there were so many ways and it was really challenging for me. I think my self-confidence back then was not uh, stable. Mm -hmm. And this is what got me really into spiraling down to the darkness and to to, like really undermining who I am, my talent, my gifts, my worthiness, my just everything. So 
uh, as you said, I left the stage and I started traveling to heal myself because obviously with depression, there were so many other things that came also with um, being ill in my body. And I started recovering and I started exploring who this woman is inside. Like I really got into the journey of knowing myself and being curious about myself, being really fascinated and passionate and it wasn't always easy because I also was finding out so many masks that I was wearing and so many places where I was coming from lack or from not feeling good enough or from trying to prove something so this journey meditations tantra um many other healing sessions and trainings and as I was recovering I started sharing my my passion to life and my um my story to other people and I started being uh invited to stages again <laughs> so it all led me back to this stage and as the, I started giving um workshops and lectures in the many places in the world but then pandemic hit and when the viral came out and i was like okay internet is huge thing because i never i knew that my dream is that i'm going to transform the world and people's lives with my voice because i knew i have an impact on people's lives and i knew i have to use it in a wise way but the thing was that i never imagined it would be in the midst of pandemic when i'm shut down in the jungle of costa rica and I'm just writing with my pencil a poem. And suddenly it's like the whole world is quoting me. It was just mind-blowing. And that really showed me not only my impact, not only my power, but also the opportunity. That it's like I really can support people and change this planet through internet just speaking and just being committed to my message, to my love, to the abundance that I found, to all the secrets, you know, quote unquote, that I found out about life, about love, about freedom mm -hmm. from the moment of depression until um, that that day. And I was like, I'm just I'm, I'm just going to do it and nothing can stop me. And it's been three years that I, I started the online business and and I'm in love. I'm in mm. love with this picture. I'm in love with the, my audience. I'm in love with my life. I'm in love with my commitment. And I'm in love with sharing everything that I'm sharing. So, again, I'm appreciating a lot that I can also share it with your audience. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. I can just feel like so much like love energy around you as you talk. And um, I was really excited. I listened to your Thank You Coronavirus program. Um, poem on YouTube this morning, actually, uh, before I was having you on the podcast and I was blown away. I was like, oof, that gave me some goosebumps. And I was like, yeah, there is so much power. And I I liked the the last line of the poem. When you end it, you said, be grateful, stay aware. Things will never be the same. The world is changing now. And I was like, oof, that is powerful, right? Like so much truth and energy and like 
kind of just lights a fire underneath you to realize like that you have to stay aware and that everything is changing. Like there is nothing that's fully stuck. And I think when you were talking a lot about your journey and feeling like this lack of where you're coming from lack and feeling like you weren't feeling worthy and you were feeling judged and hurt and all these different things, it I think resonates with so many people of what not we just felt in the pandemic, but we felt in our lives of just like feeling like we can't move forward. And like, we don't know how to take the next step with whatever it is in that sense of abundance. And I think that's the first question I have for you is how do you describe abundance? No, first of all, thank you for all the beautiful words uh, mm-hmm. that you just shared. It's, uh, it's, it's really um, beautiful what you just said. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I would say abundance is the state of mind. Mm. It's an attitude. I feel that what brought me to abundance was my depression. Mm. Maybe I will repeat it. What brought me to to abundance was my depression. What brought me from my prison to freedom was my depression. Because I realized that in that place, there was literally nothing. Like it was only darkness, nothing out there. And like in terms of materialism, in terms of like emotionally, like it was just like a dark hole. Mm. So realizing that I was able to find the most precious thing in that place, which was my breath, Mm. this is what created the definition of abundance for me. Like I found priceless um like it was priceless to find and realize the breath and the movement in this i call it like no life state that depression was for me so from there i started building like collecting i call it i started collecting the breaths i started collecting the smiles i started collecting you know every minute that i didn't feel the pain and i started writing it down so for me this was abundance Mm. literally and from there it was like the more i was collecting it the more i was creating it the more i was creating it the more i was experiencing it the more i was experiencing it the more i felt it internally and the more i felt it the more i was suddenly having great ideas i was suddenly having this joy inside without any reason then the money kicked in then like the whole enthusiastic a little bit like from this childhood you know action and fire in my heart like of course it was step by step but it was from nothingness like abundance is being created from nothingness if you think you can 
you have to have something to create abundance or that you have to do something to create abundance, this will always come from lack. Like if you realize that you can create abundance straight away, right now, in this moment, realize the abundance of air, of oxygen, of the views around you, of the people around you, of the content on Instagram, on TikTok, like abundance is everywhere. Like even on the desert, there is abundance of the sand, you know, it's like abundance is and realizing that you can find it from here straight away is the moment when it clicks. Mm. You just looking for it. You just claim it right now. Yeah. Oof. I love that. I, you know, obviously the podcast is called the abundance alchemist and it's that idea of exactly that. Like not that you're having to do, I like that you really pointed out the difference. You're not having to do or necessarily create, you're observing and being grateful for what's around you because there is abundance around you, right? It's already there. And I think we go to this idea so much in like our human experience of like money, money is abundance, right? We That's the first place most of us go. And yes, money matters. Yeah. Um, Like, you know, in our lives and different things, but it's not the only piece of abundance. And I think that that was something that also drew me to talking to you was you, uh, you talked a lot about this idea too. And I saw some of your previous um, things that you were featured in about this idea of yes, how you can bring money abundance into your space as well by letting go of some of those kind of, um, I think it was like removing the stereotypes about money. And I liked that, that kind of wording. Um, but it's also not the only place. And at the same time, I'm going to go back on that and say, I'm excited to hear what does it even mean to um, get out of like the bad money mindset and kind of create more abundance with money? I guess I would say removing the idea that it's dirty mm. because I think this is the the fundament. People treat it very like an object Mm -hmm. they don't treat it personally Mm -hmm. this is the first so they don't create a relation with money and this is where it all starts like we treat it in a very disrespectful way Mm -hmm. on one hand we all want money and that's totally fine money are sexy money is sexy sorry money is sexy money is attractive money is beautiful money is can be sensual can be feminine like there is so much beauty around money and simultaneously so it's okay to to desire money simultaneously we want it and we're ashamed of that simultaneously we want it and we judge it simultaneously we we sometimes even demand it and we're frustrated and bitter that we don't have it so and then simultaneously we also think okay i want money and once it comes it's like why is it is it only this why it's not more mm-hmm. so it's like there are so many you know things to talk about here and I I could be talking about money, like I could be talking the whole night about money. Mm-hmm. But I think the most important thing is to realize all these pieces that I just mentioned and contemplate on them and look at money as the object of like how can I create a relationship with money actually? How would I create 
you, you know, like we have objects that we have relations, like even our phone, we have mm-hmm. relationship with, right? Yeah, absolutely. We look for it. We take care of that. We buy the cases. We protect the glass. Like we have relationship with our phones. Mm-hmm. So it's an object, like it's material object. So, and we can have, we can take care of that object mm. with money. It's, it's not like that. And even if we care for money, we care it for it in a way that we don't want to lose it. Like we mm-hmm. have to hold it. We have to, you know, mm-hmm. this is too expensive. This is too something. Someone is trying to cheat on us. Like we have all these hands attitudes towards money so this is something to contemplate on and start building more flirtatious more dancing style of interaction with money I love and that. I think that a lot yeah I think that's a beautiful place to start because as you're I think you know as you started to say like money is sexy money is beautiful money is feminine those are so many words that we don't attach with money it's very much like Ben, that piece of money is always in lack. Money is like, or even kind of masculine hustle culture, like work more, more, more to get more, 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 and that there's never enough. And it goes very much against the abundance piece that you're talking about. So I love that you said, and you brought it back to this beautiful place of like that flirtatious piece of money and that gratitude piece of money. And the, I love that you said like dancing with money, like just kind of figuring out and, you know, playing with that. Cause I think too, like we have this idea of like, you have to spend money to make money, but then we're yet afraid to do so. And we don't spend it on the things that we would enjoy because we spend it on the obligations or responsibilities. And so even that, and the ideas of how it's appropriate and it quotes of um, to spend our money is something that we have to really look at. And like you said, contemplate of how do we even move forward with that where it's not this negative relationship and we're breaking away from that stereotype and pattern of the hustle culture because it's not the hustle culture anymore. And we see that time and time again, but yeah, I think so many of us revert back to this more, more, more to work or to work more, more, more to get more, more, more. That's true. And I also noticed that there is a crucial um, distinction between like more 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 from because we can ask for more 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 mm-hmm. having two different attitudes Absolutely. we can demand more 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 from a place of lack from a place of fear from a place of you know frustration or panic you know mm-hmm. and then we are like more 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 or we can again like as as we said like we can we just flirtatious and passionate and in awe with life and just looking around and dream and then say yes and more please mm. you know and then there is also this more but it's just such a different vibe of this more it is sentence so this is something that i realized that i love the whole code I call it code of yes and more please because it is like always 
going towards growth, towards evolution, towards like what's more that is possible, what's more than I can earn, like really claiming that, yes, I, I want more, like I love life, I want more life, I want more love, I want more money, and and that's okay because we all have it. It's just, are we coming from passion are we coming from i love my life and i'm so curious what is possible more for me like how can i be better version of myself how can my life be better version how my relations can be more and better versions you know mm-hmm. versus this as you said like very masculine pushing proving fixing providing in a very forced way Kind of like I have to, I must, mm-hmm. and I am not allowed. So and so forth, and that makes a huge difference. And I love um, working on these two attitudes mm-hmm. and, and realizing that you are allowed to want more. It's just like, can you first start dreaming here and realize that what is happening now are or is already the manifestation you create like it's something mm-hmm. already created all of that is your dreams that you dreamt before but you didn't even realize that you're dreaming it mm-hmm. and now it's happening so what's next for me what's more for me mm. and that makes a difference i think oh it 100 does i feel like i don't know if our listeners um are noticing this, but I feel like even as you're talking about the two and coming from the lack mentality versus coming from a place of gratitude and that abundance piece, I can just like feel and hear the difference in like your voice, your body language, just like the energy around it, because it is so different. So I love that you um, pointed out that distinction because that gratitude and perspective of kind of where you're coming from is really mattering. And I love that you said we can want more because I think Sometimes we get in this place of like, am I being greedy or do I want my goals? But no, like you said, I can have more and want more and get that. And I, it made me think of too, I saw this, um, this post on our lovely social media the other day. Um, but I saw a post that said, isn't it crazy to think that the things that you have now are the goals you were dreaming about a couple of years ago. And I stopped and looked at my own life and I was like, oh my gosh, wow. Yeah, it is like, you know, years ago, I was dreaming about being married and having a baby and having a house. And now I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm sitting in the nursery with my son and my husband's in the other room in our home. And it's crazy to just think about, like you said, I wasn't even like, obviously I was aware of taking the steps to get there and doing these different things and working towards the goals. But until you take that step back and say, wow, look at all this beautiful abundance in my life, you could miss it. So I love that you you pointed that out. And I think that brings us to this idea of Tantra. I'm curious if you could explain even what that is, first of all, and then how practicing it can really help us move into this place of creating our dreams and having a healthier life. Tantra is very mystical. Mm -hmm. Um, I would even dare to say science because we can say it's a path. We can say it's, um, you know, like a traditional spiritual um, practice. But for me, it's also science and it's very wise. It came out and like the last century, it came back 
because it was forbidden for years after this, you know, very secret tantra book was hidden somewhere for, you know, hundreds of years. And then it was um, somehow brought back through Osho, who was um, mystic and from India. So this is a science that shows us that we are, first of all, like dualistically, we are human and God, like God in the human body. Or maybe some people prefer to say it, to call it spirit or to call it soul or like whatever they would prefer to call it. It's just to recognize the sacredness of the human nature of life. And it is very controversial because it, it includes and points at sexuality as the source of us being on this planet because mm -hmm. we all came from sexual acts. Mm -hmm. And although we tend to forget or pretend that it didn't happen, <laughs> but actually for us to be sitting here, two people had to have sex. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. So this is something that they that they include and they emphasize the power of sexual energy, which is life force energy. Mm -hmm. So the most profound um, thing, let's call it thing, it can create as a human being, but it's also like a creation energy of everything, like of our ideas, of money, of everything. It's like creative energy, the energy the powerful energy so obviously when we when we get when we start practicing it we start to be more alive we start to be more juicy we start to like for me it was literally like feeling every cell of my body suddenly radiating mm. because it's almost like when you don't it, it's like um going to the gym but not only for the body, but like for your soul, for your heart, for your brain, you know? So once you start going to the gym for your body, first, like your muscles hurt, you cannot walk, everything is like, you, you want to give up and so forth. Because it's, it's really like you didn't use it for a long time. Mm -hmm. And after a while, it's like you see the effect, like you can see your body beautiful, you can feel like you want to wake up early you want to, you know, you feel good with your body and so forth. And this is what Tantra does. Like it reminds you how incredible you are. It reminds you of the uh, sacredness of yourself, of the perf perfectness of you. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's literally, it reminds you that you're alive. Mm -hmm. And then it impacts your relationships, obviously. Mm -hmm. Of course, it impacts your sexual life. Of course, it impacts your business. It impacts everything. And then you start to realize how powerful you are, that it's like you changing something in you, starting practicing tantra, starting seeing life in a different way, from a different perspective. Suddenly, everything around you changes. Mm -hmm. So it indicates you actually have influence on everything that is around you. And this is something that just blows your mind. It's like, what? So, yeah. So this is, this is really huge. It's really huge thing. And 
I know it's controversial. I realize that. And at the same time, I feel it's a new yoga. So very mm -hmm. soon, it will be like very mainstream. Mm -hmm. And people are starting to reach to, towards Tantra to improve their sexual life, to improve mm -hmm. the joy, the passion, the bliss that they can they can really experience in a daily life. And in the overstimulated world that we live in just now, it's so needed. So I think Tantra is going to be really the Beyonce of spiritualism. And <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> with with Very... this, I... <laughs> oh, go ahead. Yeah, the Beyonce of uh, spiritualism, spirituality. <laughs> love it. Um, with that being the case there's this aspect of, like you said, the controversy and people kind of being nervous to start practicing or not really know where to begin in like a safe space. Where would you recommend that people start kind of learning about Tantra and also practicing it? This is a difficult question because it's a huge responsibility to recommend. Mm -hmm. Why? Because it's very individual thing. Mm -hmm. I remember when I started, uh, when I found out about Tantra, it was really like, it was not popular at all. Like there were three teachers or something. So it was maybe easier, but it was also very intuitive for me. Like I, you really, it really has to be aligned with you because it's such a subtle and deep work that I would definitely trust your intuition in that mm -hmm. to, to start maybe asking, listening to other experiences, maybe reading. Um, a lot of breathing exercises, they, they are, for me, it was like an appetizer, you know, like, mm -hmm. because there are, like, Breathing exercises, there are a lot of breathing exercises in Tantra. It's mm -hmm. very important. And breath is like a fundament for Tantra. So even starting with that is, okay. is very precious. And then from there, just keep being aware and and look around to, to follow your intuition with, with finding someone that is appropriate for you to, to learn and to start practicing and applying it to your life. I think that's a fantastic answer. I obviously my background is being a mental health and um, substance abuse counselor. And I think that I always tell my clients and for like first sessions or first couple sessions, like you are the expert on you because of that intuition piece. So I think that that was a fantastic answer because you're right. It is so unique and individual to everyone. And what works for one person is not going to work for somebody else. So I like that you kind of said, that intuition piece. Um, and I do, I know we're getting tight on time. So I want to ask you one more question. You have this concept of radical control and I want to know what that is and how it, how it matters. I love it. It's so anti-spiritual <laughs> with my whole spiritual background where I was being taught. And then I also was teaching other people like stop controlling, let it go. And, mm -hmm. you know, all the sentences. And then one day I woke up and I was like, oh, my God, it's actually totally opposite for me. Like, I really need to start controlling mm -hmm. my thoughts. 
And it was the moment when I realized what manifestation is, like conscious manifestation. And I was really interested in manifestation uh, for a very long time. I was reading a lot. I was um, watching a lot. I was talking about it a lot. Abraham Hicks uh, was my main, um, I could call it teacher, I was I was learning a, a lot from Esther Hicks and listening and really tuning in what she is transmitting mm-hmm. uh, from this channeling that she was doing, and I could I could say I was studying it. Mm-hmm. I was really studying it, and I and I tried it in so many different ways. I really wanted to know what I'm talking about before I started talking about it. Mm-hmm. And then the radical control came to me when I realized, when I connected it with all the science, with the subconscious mind and conscious mind and our ability to navigate these two areas. And this this is what led me to like, not only intellectually, but actually um, uh, deeply in myself experiencing the what what does it mean that my thoughts are creating my reality Mm. and my reactions to this reality is going to create the what's what's happening next so this is where i where i always say that what we see actually it's also against all the rules of spirituality it's not here and now Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's the past (laughs) Mm. what we're experiencing now is actually the past it's the manifestation of our previous thoughts of our previous ideas of our previous reactions Mm. so from here we need to like really integrate that and um, just admit that this is what it is. My reality is being created by my thoughts and, and I'm looking at what I just created and what's next from here once I realize that this is what it is. And when I realized that, I, I, I freaked out because mm-hmm. it can create a lot of, um problems in the mind let's <laughs> mm-hmm. try to you know understand things in a very linear way and when i started noticing how my thoughts are are the indicator of what's going to happen and my reactions too i start realizing i have to start having any control of them like i start to drive this car i cannot let my my thoughts to be thought by themselves like i cannot allow them to just you know be the little boat on the ocean like i need to be the captain on this on this boat and i want mm-hmm. to be the captain on this boat like i, I want to enjoy it i want to have fun on it but still like i want to be the captain and I, i'm really excited to what i can create from here and from this idea of radical control of my thoughts, this is how my codes were being created. Like I found this method of coding, like how can I reprogram my subconscious mind with the new ideas, with the new thoughts, with the new reactions, with the new 
perception of this world. And I recorded the codes. They are available on YouTube and Spotify and all the platforms that you can listen for free. And you just listen to them while driving or sleeping or or just working. The codes are reprogramming your mind and uh, applying the new ideas into your head about life, about yourself, about people. And even if you don't believe it, I always recommend just try it and see what happens. I thought the codes are going to be working like after three months, but I launched them in December and the first results we were having with my audience like after a few days. Mm. And now after half a year, it's like it's blowing my mind what is happening. Like people keep sending to us all kinds of information. Like literally yesterday, I got a, a photo of the woman with, I don't know, hundreds of euros uh, in the in her hands and she was like i was coding money from on youtube from your codes for like two months and i just got a tax return of like hundreds of euro like how how is it possible like she manifested it so it really works even if you don't believe it and i always recommend to just check it because it's 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 a little bit illogic like unlogical so the mind don't always comprehends it but it's worth just trying just for fun you know mm-hmm. just for fun <laughs> so then this is coming back to your question about radical control codes are changing the thoughts that you don't want and replacing them with a new ones and for me this is radical control like i am going to choose what i'm going to be thinking about because i realized that i'm going to create it mm. I love that. I, I think it's so great that you said this kind of goes against everything spiritual because um, it very much does. But I hear like the traditional like cognitive behavioral therapy of like the cognitive restructuring because it is important. And I work on that a lot with my clients for exactly the reason that you said, like you've been creating this, it, your thoughts and your perception are what creates your life and your reality. Otherwise we'd all be experiencing very similar experiences and we're not. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, love and appreciate that piece of radical control. I think it's a beautiful addition and I'm excited to listen to the codes myself and um, try it out. Like you said, what's the worst that could happen? You end up making more money or feeling better about yourself. I mean, sign me up. I'm on board. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) I love it. And I love it. They are like, they can just run. As I said, like I listen to them. I listened to them for years first, Mm -hmm. just to experiment on myself. Mm -hmm. And I healed because there are codes for relations, for money, for abundance, for receiving, for freedom, for so many things. Like there are 12 codes. And I healed so many things with it without doing anything on the outside world because my mind was healed. My perception was healed. I stopped looking at the world through my wounds Mm-hmm. And I start seeing it from the place of abundance, from a place of sacredness of life. And from here, everything changes. My relationship with my family that was completely destroyed. Like just now, it's like the, I would say people are just envying me, the relationship that I have with my family because it's so beautiful. And and I, for me, it was really hard like dedication to these codes, but it didn't cost me a lot to just keep listening that 
about my relation like my relations are supporting me i am supporting my relations we are both receiving and giving these relations it's like there are so many important words that started to shift in my mind and that helped me to to see my family and all the people around me in a different way and that changed them virtually. Mm-hmm. So it's it really it makes a difference. And I was listening to it through the night as I was sleeping. So I'm sleeping. Like they yeah. can play. It doesn't hurt me much. So I really recommend it because you don't lose anything. And what's the worst that can happen? This is the worst right. that can happen. Like right. things can get really better. <laughs> yeah. And I think too, you know. One of the other pieces that I like about this is it still kind of goes with this idea of science. Like you said, it's not necessarily the spiritual aspect, but it's not. I think so many people get fed up with affirmations or different things. And what I hear you saying is the code is a lot more this idea of like creating new neuropathways, right? Like the neuroplasticity of our brains and the fact that we can, like old dogs can learn new tricks and kind of that idea of by listening to something, it does integrate into your subconscious. And the more you hear it, it creates a new neural pathway that your brain starts to go there automatically. So there is a ton of science and research behind exactly what you're having or you're talking about of using these codes and the power that it can create and shift. And like we said, if your thoughts are exactly what creates it, then we should be knowing the power that this could have. Exactly. And then like with, with realizing that with claiming it, it's the whole new reality, literally, like it's a whole new level of, of experiencing life Mm -hmm. with this perception, because it's almost like you become your own superhero. Mm -hmm. Like you become the, you know, the, the, the main character in the, in this movie, (laughs) you know, about this. Yeah. It's pretty spectacular, I must say. And and it sounds maybe very far away, but it's as you start contemplating on it and you start seeing and uh, getting the proofs, like the evidence, the more it is around you, the more you're experiencing it, the, the closer it gets, the deeper it lands. Mm-hmm. and there is no way out from there <laughs> it's like you can only want more like there right. this is where it's like yes and more please <laughs> this is the case <laughs> beautiful well I feel like I could keep talking to you um for so long but I want to be respectful of your time and our listeners time I know um our listeners time and your time is very valuable so I appreciate you hanging out and spending it here um for our listeners, I am going to put all of Rhea's information in the episode notes, um, including the Thank You Coronavirus poem, the YouTube link. Um, like I said, it was super powerful for me. And it also will link you to where her codes can be found on YouTube, like you mentioned. Um, so I'll make sure that that goes in there. And thank you again, Rhea, for coming on the Abundance Alchemist podcast. It was beautiful to speak with you. It, it's my pleasure. It was so much fun. And I really appreciate you, your time and your audience time. And I'm looking forward to also listen to the episode. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you for hanging out with me on the Abundance Alchemist podcast. Don't forget to head over and grab your free self-love activation meditation at theabundancealchemist.com and hit subscribe here so you don't miss a thing. Until next time, sending you so much love.